الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته يوم الدين ثم أما بعد يا عباد الله what are we doing and where are we going قال إمام ابن قيم رحمه الله تعالى فإن العدو barely the enemy and that enemy that the imam rahimahullah ta'ala is speaking about here it is the shaytan the shaytan he is to mankind a clear enemy so I want you to keep in mind the tricks that the shaytan he has for the children of Adam فَإِنَّ الْعَدُوْ إِذَا لَمْ يَذْفَرْ بِالْتَكْفِيرِ بِنَ Adam. He says that the enemy, the shaytan, verily, if he is not able to gain victory over the son of Adam by causing him or making him be from a disbelievers, if he can't gain victory over the son of Adam by having that individual disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he goes to another tactic. The shaytani has a lot of tactics, so we have to be careful. If the shaytan can't get an individual to disbelieve in Allah Jalla wa'ala, then he goes, as the shaykh he says, إِذَا لَمْ يَذْفَرْ بِالتَّكْفِيرِ بِنَ آدَمْ ظَفِرَ مِنْهُ إِمَّا بِعْتِقَادْ خِلَافِ الْحَقِّ الَّذِي أَرْسَلُ اللَّهُ بِهِ رَسُولَهُ he said if the shaytan, if the enemy, if he can't get the son of Adam to disbelieve, if he can't gain victory over him to get him to disbelieve in Allah Ta'ala, then he seeks to gain a victory over him by getting him to take an i'tiqad, by getting him to take a belief, to take an aqidah that is contrary to that which Allah Ta'ala sent His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with. To get him to take a belief that is contrary to that which Allah Ta'ala sent down His book with. If he can't get a person to disbelieve, then he'll get that person to believe incorrectly. This is the agenda of the shaytan. But it doesn't stop there. The shaykh he says, وَإِمَّا بِتَعَبُّدْ مَا لَمْ يَأْذَنَ اللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يَأْذَنْ بِهِ اللَّهِ He says, and that's either by getting him to worship بِمَا لَمْ يَأْذَنْ With that which Allah Ta'ala, He has not allowed. By getting that individual to make acts of worship, to invent acts of worship that Allah Ta'ala, He has not allowed, He has not sanctioned. وَإِلَّا ظَفِرَ بِهِ فِي عَقَبَةِ الْكَبَائِرِ If you can't get a person to do that, 
We can't get an individual to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon an innovative way. Then he will seek to gain victory over that individual by impeding him, by slowing down his progress, by being a hindrance. And what is he utilized to impede a person's progress? What is he utilized to hinder an individual? He will get that individual to do the major sins. He will get him to do the major sins. He can't get him to disbelieve. Can't get him to take a wrong aqidah. He can't get him to worship Allah upon an incorrect manner. So therefore, he will seek to gain victory over this type of individual. By what? By getting him to do the major sins. And by making a... By deeming that major sin to be something that is good. And he will adorn it for him and beautify it for him. So that he thinks it's something that is okay. He finds an excuse for it. Let me give you an example. Because a person, he'll come and he'll say, but how can a major sin be made fair-seeming? How can a major sin be made to be fair-seeming and the people will actually fall for that? A person may say, well, I don't think that that's plausible. How is that possible? That a person will deem a major sin as being okay. Let us look at the major sin of riba, of taking interest. Let us look at the major sin of taking interest, of taking riba. How many people take a house on a mortgage, which is clear riba, a clear major sin, and they utilize as an excuse it is necessary or we will be homeless as if the thing called renting don't exist this is clear to Zayun this is clear it has been adorned for them by the shaitan and they take it hook, line and, 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 and uh, what they say you know the thing they take it all this is from the shaitan the Imam he says, وَتَسْوِيف فِي التَّوْبَةِ And he gets them to delay repenting. He gets them to delay repenting. So the shaitan he has a trick for everyone. He gets them to delay the repenting. And if he can't get a person to do that, أَفْلَتَ مِنْهُ if he can't get a person, if he loses out the opportunity of getting a person to fall into what was aforementioned, then he's not done. But then he gets a person to embark upon the minor sins. He gets a person to embark upon the minor sins. And he will continue to do the minor sins until it becomes an affair that is easy for him. He gets a person to become habitual in doing the minor sins until the minor sins become nothing to him. He doesn't even think about it. He does the sin and he doesn't even think about it. He does the sin and he don't even think and deem it to be a sin. That's how easy it becomes. He doesn't even recognize it because he's so used to doing it. It doesn't come across his mind at the time 
This is actually a minor sin because he comes so accustomed to doing it. This is not to say that an individual thinks that it's halal. No. It's to say that he does it so much that it doesn't cross his mind that what he's doing is sinful. He's falling into this level of neglect. This level of ghafla. This level of his mind not being there. That he does it. He's so used to doing it that it doesn't even cross his mind that actually this is a sin that they are doing. So the shaitan, he gets him to do the minor sin until it becomes an affair that's easy upon him. And the imam, he says, and I want you to listen. He says, فَيَكُونُ مُرْتَكِبُ الْكَبِيرَ الْخَائِفِ الْوَجِلِ الْنَادِمِ أَحْسَنَ حَالًا مِنْهُ That this individual who the, the minor sins become so easy for him to do it, Right? He said, you will find that the individual who commits a major sin, but he is scared, he is fearful, he is regretful, is in actuality in a better situation than the person who does the minor sin and pays it no mind. That the person who straight up makes a major sin, but he's fearful, He's regretful. It's actually better than the person who does the minor sin so habitually that he pays it. No mind is easy for him. The Shaykh says, فَإِلَّمْ يَذْفَرْ بِهِ فِي ذَلِكَ And if he can't gain victory over him with what was aforementioned, وَفِرَ بِهِ فِي عَقَبِ الْمُبَاحَاتِ then he will seek to gain victory over him with those things that are mubah. If he can't get you to do the aforementioned things, then he will seek to gain victory over you with those things that are mubah. He will utilize those things that are mubah as a weapon against you. The Shaykh says, فَشَغَلَهُ عَنْ إِشْتِهَادِ فِي الطَّاعَاتِ he said, this means from the standpoint that he will busy you, he will preoccupy you with those things that are mubah, so that you are not able to put forth effort, you are not able to work hard, you are not able to strive hard in those actions of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gets you so caught up in that which is mubah, that a person doesn't put forth any striving into doing those things and those actions of worship. And he will get you on that. He will get you to be consistent upon that. And slow, 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 he will break you down until you leave off doing the sunan. Until you leave off doing the sunan. It doesn't even strike your mind to do the sunan. Because you have come so accustomed to becoming preoccupied with those things that are mubah. To get you to leave off the sunan. The shaykh he says, وَمِنْهَا إِلَىٰ تَرْكِ الْوَاجِبَاتِ I want you to see the succession now. I want you to see the downward trend. 
Because it's not enough for the shaitan to get you caught up in doing those things that are mubah. Right? Then from that he wants you to become accustomed because you're so used to doing things that are mubah. You're so used to leaving off striving in worship and those actions of obedience that you start to leave off the sunan. So now a person leaves off the sunan it's no longer from him that he does the sunan. So when he leaves them off, he doesn't pay him no attention, he pay him no mind. And that will be the situation, because what is the end? What is the shaitan looking for? He gets a person used to that level, that downward trend until he gets him to leave off those things that are obligatory. He gets him to leave off those things that are obligatory. This is what the shaitan strives for. This is what the enemy is striving for. These are the tricks he hides for the people. It is incumbent that we remind ourselves that I remind me of these plots of shaitan, first and foremost. And then I remind those who my voice reaches about these tricks. Because you will find that the case is that the one who is duped generally doesn't realize he is duped. The one who has been fooled generally doesn't realize he has been fooled. So I want us to look at ourselves. After we have seen the tricks and the plots of shaitan, our enemy, after we have seen the ways in which he seeks to gain victory over us, I want us to look at ourselves and see, is the shaitan, does he have victory over us? In one or more of these affairs that was mentioned? Is the shaitan playing us? In one or more of these affairs that was mentioned? Is the shaitan getting over on us? In one or more of these affairs that was mentioned? And if that's the case, let us pay attention. If that's the case, let us change. If that's the case, let us make the necessary alterations. From right now. From right now. If he was tricked a minute ago, two minutes ago, five, ten, fifteen minutes ago, then let's let it stop there. Let's not continue to be duped. Let's not continue to be tricked. Let's not continue to get played by the shaitan. What are we doing and where are we going? Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, ala rasulillah, wa ba'd. Ya ibad, we see the shaitan, if he can't get a person to disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he seeks to gain victory over that person by way of bid'ah, by way of innovation. By them taking an innovative creed, of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon innovation. If he can't get them to disbelieve, then the next thing he looks for is to get them to commit the bid'ah either by taking a creed that is innovated and or by performing innovative acts. The bid'ah, we call Sheikh, Sheikh Raslan, Allah Ta'ala. The bid'ah, the 
ما يكون في الدين الله تبارك وتعالى bid'ah is from the most dangerous things from the most dangerous things to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for an individual bid'ah is one of the most dangerous things for you one of the most dangerous things for your deen is bid'ah for nas fil bid'ah ala qadri bu'dihim ala qadri bu'dihim anis sunan he said that the people they will fall into bid'ah in accordance to their distance away from the sunnah. Because every time the people embark upon an innovation, a sunnah is taken from them in relation to that. Every time they embark upon an innovative matter, an aspect of the sunnah is taken away from them. Just as Hassan bin Atiyah, he said, Rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, Ma ahdatha qawmun bid'atan fi deenihim illa naza'allahu min sunnatihim mithliha thumma lam ya'udha ilayhim ila yawmul qiyamah. He said, never has a people committed an act of innovation in their religion except that Allah removed a sunnah from them that equates to it. People do a bid'ah, Allah take away a sunnah from you. He said, and he will end, it will not be returned. And then he will not return it to them until the day of judgment. Until the qiyamah. A person who does a bid'ah, a people become used to a bid'ah, they put a bid'ah inside their deen, then a sunnah is taken away. A sunnah is taken away. The Shaykh Raslan, he says, فَمَا يَزَالُ النَّاسِ يُقْبِلُونَ عَلَى بِدْعِ فَتَرْتَفَعْ عَنْهُمُ السُّنَنِ حَتَّى يَصِيرُوا إِلَى بِدْعَةٍ كَظُلُمَاتٍ he said the people will become so accustomed and they will continue to make bid'ah and to accept the innovative practices and beliefs un, yani, uh, of which will remove from them sunan will remove aspects of the sunnah from them until they will traverse and tread upon the bid'ah the bid'ah will tread upon them and traverse upon them like multitudes and various different layers of darknesses inside of a deep ocean. This is how they will become overturned. وَلَكِنَ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى تَكَفَّلَ بِحِفْظِ الدِّينِ But Allah Ta'ala, He has promised that He will safeguard the religion and taking that responsibility. وَبَيَّنَ لَنَا الرَّسُولِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ كَيْفِيَّةً and the Messenger وسلم, he has clearly explained to us, clearly showed us the way in which an individual will safeguard and protect his religion. He 
قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من أحدث في أمرنا هذا ما ليس منه فهو رد أي فهو مردود عليه الشيخ من الله تعالى says that the Prophet ﷺ in the clearest of terms, in the clear speech, direct, to the point, authentic, confirmed, has informed us that whenever the people take to an innovative matter, whenever they innovate inside the deen of Allah ta'ala, that which is not from it, then it is rejected. It is rejected upon the person who does it. It is rejected upon the practitioner. It is rejected upon the one who innovated it. As the Prophet ﷺ, he said, whoever introduces into this affair of ours that which is not from it, then it is rejected. Raddun. And the Shaykh, he says, this means, what it means by rejected, it means that it is rejected upon the one who did it. It's rejected upon him. Mardudun Rejected upon him. Because this is the end result of bid'ah. This is how repugnant the bid'ah is. When we look and we reflect over the trick the shaitan, the tricks the shaitan tries to trick us with. When we look and we reflect over the harms and the evils of bid'ah. If we reflect over our situation and the situation of our families in light of what was mentioned. What are we doing? And where are we going? If you analyze and see the way the shaitan try to trick us, how do you safely, how can you feel safe that your children are not being duped by that when you send them to Catholic schools? Do you really think they're not going to fall prey and victim to these tricks and plots of the shaitan and all these hours of the day they with the kuffar? You feel comfortable. They're going to come home safe. You feel comfortable. They're going to come home with a correct belief. You feel comfortable. They're going to be safeguarded from disbelief. You feel comfortable from that? What are we doing? Where are we going? When you reflect over this reality, and you see the harms of bid'ah. You see the harms of bid'ah. How would you feel safe to send your child to a school that's run by the people of bid'ah? How you feel safe? How many schools inside of this state, let alone this country, is upon the sunnah? How many? Therein lies the reality. Therein is an illustration on how the ball was dropped. What are we doing? Where are we going? Where do you think we are as a people are going to end up? We as Muslims who are living here in this society, where do you think our, for our future generations are going to end up? And this is how we live in right now. What you think they're going to be upon? And this is our state. What are we doing to try to safeguard ourselves and our families and our children and our lineage from the tricks of shaitan? 
What are we doing to make sure our children are being educated correctly? You think a kafir is going to teach your child Islamic values? Do you think a muftadir is going to teach your child the sunnah, sahiha? If this is what you think, you are deluded to the epitome of delusion. You have taken your intellect and stepped on it and kicked it. If you think this is going to cut it. Now of course people will nam you to death. Nam, nam, nam. But where's the actions? Where are the efforts? Where are the efforts? The massage are struggling. How you want to upgrade? And add a school into that equation. And you can't even afford to, for the masjid to run adequately. Our Shaykh, Shaykh Hassan, Shaykh Hassan al-Banna, he mentioned that every masjid should have an imam who is on salary. And a mu'adhan who is on salary. Both of whom are from the people of the Sunnah. So that the people of Bid'ah, they will never make it to the minbar. They will never make it to the microphone, ever. Because if the Imam is not there, then his na'if is the mu'adhan. How many of our masajid have this in place? How many of the masajid that are upon the haq don't even have an Imam? even have an imam on salary, let alone animal other. So if we're struggling to do that, don't nom me to death about, yeah, we're going to do a school too. You can't take care of two salaries, but you're going to be able to pay for all them teachers, you're going to be able to pay for the principal, you're going to be able to pay for everyone who deals with the administrative aspect of the school. Are you kidding me? What are we doing and where are we going? There has to be serious, real change that has to start from right now it should have been started but if it ain't start yet let it start from now because I guarantee you if we continue like this we are setting ourselves up for loss